the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us. God is our provider and our healer. He is with us. He provides all of our needs, and by His stripes we have been set free. Bottom line, He is more than enough for us. We cannot put a price on what God has done, is doing, and will do for us for as long as we live. Yet we give so little to Him in return for His limitless and wondrous works toward us, particularly as it relates to tithing and offerings. And even in that, he never stops giving. Listen with Bible, pen, and paper handy as Pastor Rander enlightens us today. And Father, we thank you for the word that we're about to preach. And thank you that the people of God was encouraged. We needed that because you need to straighten out our perspective. We live in a gloom and doom America. (laughs) We just see evil all around But when we come to your house, we ought to get filled up with hope and encouragement so we can leave here with a different frame of reference, a different mindset, a different spiritual perspective. Refresh us now in your word, we pray in Jesus name. All God's children said, Amen. amen. We're going to preach on stewardship and we're going to preach, we're going to preach on God's money because the Bible says uh, a whole lot about uh, money as it relates to the scripture. And uh, a lot of it will be a whole lot of it will be better off if we get a spiritual perspective on the funds that God puts under uh, our possession or in our possession. Uh, turn with me to Malachi chapter three, verses eight through 10 a. 8 through 10a. Malachi chapter 3 verses 8 through 10a. Keep your Bibles open and then keep an open mind and then be still and don't allow your minds to become distracted. Be yourself still and uh, let the Lord massage your heart from his word. Malachi 3 8 through 10 it says, Will a man rob God, yet you have robbed me? But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. You are cursed with a curse, for you have robbed me, even this whole nation. Bring all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And from this passage, we are going to preach... The blessedness of giving God's way. The blessedness of giving God's way. If I were to do a survey asking Christians, what would they do if they were given a very large, unexpected financial gift? I believe some of the answers would go something like this. 
I would buy a new home. I would buy furniture with that very large unexpected gift. I would buy a new car. I would pay off all my bills. I would take a cruise. I would buy season tickets to see my favorite sports team. I would go on a shopping spree for new clothes. I would go gambling in Vegas. What's wrong with this response or these responses is that the spirit of selfishness has left God out who provided the gift in the first place. Unfortunately, very few Christians in this survey would have honored God first by giving him at least 10% and even giving above the tithes to widows, orphans, a struggling single parent. With that large financial gift, many would not have given to the poor or investing in the kingdom of God after you've after you've gone on to be with the Lord through your will and estate planning. Even though there are many who give to worthy charities, there are others who would invest in everything else but the kingdom of God. There are people who do that. They invest in everything else but the kingdom of God. Uh, For example, in 2007, Leona Helmsley, a luxury hotel owner, left $12 million in her will to her dog, a beloved white Maltese named Trouble, while leaving nothing for her grandchildren. Here's another account. Maria Asanta, a wealthy Italian property owner, left $13 million to her black cat. We can see that we are living in a day where so many are giving to everything but God because of not having a relationship with Christ, while others may be Christians, but they are worldly minded and therefore they do not give to Christ because they are so filled with the things of this world. When you do not honor God first, you are just as guilty of robbing him as Israel was in this particular passage. Beloved, there are grave consequences for robbing God and tremendous blessings for tithing to him. Let's look at the scriptures. Look at verse 8 and see. It's right in the book, the Bible. Verse 8 says, will a man rob God? What a question. Just think about it. The God of the universe, the king of the universe, the Lord of lords, the king of kings, the one who gave us our very breath. In him we move, live, and have our being. Will a man rob God? God is saying, that's unthinkable. Yet you have robbed me, he says, But you say, in what way have we robbed you? In tithes and offerings. See, my friends, God charged Israel with robbery simply because she was withholding tithes and offerings, which was to be the first portion given to God because that first portion was holy and belonged to him. Tithe means a tenth part. Say tenth part. 
Tithe means a tenth part. Moses instructed Israel to tithe of everything from the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree. Leviticus 27.30 says, And all the tithe of the land, of the land whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit, fruit of the tree, is the Lord's. It is holy to the Lord. Israel was also instructed to tithe from their herd and flock. You got to realize that Israel was an agrarian society. They were farmers. They, 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 they uh, grew crops and took care of animals and all these kinds of things. In Leviticus chapter 27, verse 32, it says, And concerning the tithe of the herd or the flock, or whatever passes under the rod, Look at this. The tenth one shall be holy to the Lord. You see, my friend, tithing was also practiced before the law, and not ju- it was not just exclusively in the law. Even as Christians, and with every intent to live our life according to God's word, many of us struggle with obeying God's commands regarding the finances he blesses us with. As Pastor Rander continues this message, as led by the Holy Spirit, he provides food for our souls as to why some of us struggle with tithing, as well as the ultimate consequences. God wants us to prosper, not suffer. However, in order to prosper, we must obey God's word, even in this. Uh, tithing was practiced before the law by Abraham and Jacob as an outward expression of their gratitude uh, to God before the law. In Genesis chapter 14, verse 20, it says, And blessed be God most high who has delivered your enemies into your hands. Man, when God takes care of your enemies, that's a blessing right there. And he gave him a tithe of all. Genesis 28:22 also says, and this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to you. Who is you to God? Then tithing was commanded in the law of Moses. In Numbers 18.26 it says, Speak thus to the Levites and say to them, When you take from the children of Israel the tithes which I have given you from them as your inheritance, then you shall offer up a heave offering of it to the Lord, a tenth of the tithe. In Nehemiah chapter 10 verses uh, 38-39, it also says, The priests, the descendants of Aaron, shall be with the Levites when the Levites receive tithes. And the Levites shall bring up a tenth of the tithes to the house of our God. They brought it to the house of our God, which we are to do today, to the rooms of the storehouse. For the children of Israel and the children of Levi shall bring the offering of the grain of the new wine and oil and the oil to the storerooms where the articles of the sanctuary are, where the priests who minister and the gatekeepers and the singers are. And we will look underline this and we will not neglect the house of our God. That is powerful. And we will not neglect the house 
of our God. In other words, we will make sure that the house of God will not go lacking at any point. We put first things first. Now, the law of Moses required three tithes. Three tithes. A, an annual tithe for the maintenance of the Levites found in Numbers 18.21, which says, Behold, I have given the children of Levi all the tithes in Israel as an inheritance in return for the work which they performed, the work of the tabernacle of meeting, all the work of God. And all the work uh, as it relates to the tabernacle and all the things affiliated with it were to be done by tithes and offerings and, and, and doing the work of the ministry here and the building and the expansion and the land cutting and the lights and electricity and those cushiony seats and cleaning. All of that is to be done by tithes and offerings. We don't run Chickens, catch chicken, pluck chicken, fry chicken, put some green beans and some collard greens and sell it for $10 to support the Lord's church. We don't go, we, we, we are, we're 28 years old. We've never been on the street having car washes to support the work of the church. We don't have to do none of these things. He said, you bring the tithes to the storehouse, bring the t- to the Lord's house, and then the Lord will will have more than enough for the ministry, the work of the ministry to get done God's way. B. A second tithe was brought in brought to Jerusalem for the Lord's feast. In Deuteronomy chapter fourteen, verses twenty two and twenty three, it says, "You shall sh- truly tithe all the increase of your grain that is in the field, produces year by year." Verse 23, and you shall eat before the Lord your God in the place where he chooses to make his name abide. The tithe of your grain and of your new wine and your oil of the firstborn of your herd and your flocks that you may learn to fear the Lord your God always. When you have a reverential fear of Almighty God, it will move you to give God glory through tithes and offerings. See, at the end of every third year, a tithe was given in the Mosaic economy to provide for the poor. In Deuteronomy chapter 14, verses 28 and 29, it says, At the end of every third year, you shall bring out the tithe of your produce of that year and store it up within your gates. And the Levite, because he has no portion nor inheritance with you, in other words, the tithe took care of those uh, who were doing priestly duties in the house of God, the tithes would take care of the strangers, the fatherless, and the widows who are within your gates may come and eat and be satisfied that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hand which you do. Notice in this passage, God did not place responsibility on the government to take care of the strangers. He did not uh, put uh, responsibility on the government to take care of the fatherless, the widows, unlike today. 
God holds his people responsible for these acts of benevolence. However, today the church struggles to give in the area of benevolence because of gross negligence due to believers failure due to believers failure to give of tithes and offerings. Not only was Israel negligent in giving her tithes, she also did not give free will offerings as the Lord commanded. Beloved, to openly steal from God right in his face and keep that which is holy uh, to the Lord for yourself is outright robbery. There is coming a day of reckoning when we are going to be held accountable before God If the rapture of the church happened right this very moment and God decided to leave everyone who failed to tithe to the Lord, I wonder how many of you will still be left sitting here today while others are gone to be with the Lord. No amens on that. In the New Testament, in Matthew chapter 23, verse 23, it says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglect the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. Look at this, underline this. These you ought to have done without leaving the others undone. You see, in this passage, Jesus sanctioned the practice of tithing and did not speak against it. Beloved, you are deceived if you think you can genuinely worship God while robbing him at the same time. Do you not know God owns everything in our possession? That's a staggering thought. Everything in your possession. Everything. Say everything. Everything Everything in your possession belongs to God. Your glasses you have on, your clothes you have on, that beard on your face, (laughs) the eyebrow, the inhaling, the exhaling, the lungs, the spleens, the oxygen, uh, uh, all all the things, the muscles, the toes, the eye blink, the swallow, the saliva, all belongs to God, your dog, your cat, your yard, your car, your job, your retirement, all belongs to God. You say, how do I know that? Well, I'm glad you ask. Psalms 24, 1 sums it up. The earth is the Lord's and all is fullness. In other words, the earth and everything in it belongs to whom? God. And by the way, not only the earth, but Mars and Saturn and Venus and Neptune and all these other places. You know, people trying to get to all these places. I don't know why they're trying to get there. Well, we're not doing what we ought to do on earth. (laughs) Maybe we're trying to get to Saturn. Why are you trying to get to Saturn and Mars? What you know? You're not doing what you ought to be doing here on earth. You don't need a spacesuit to go away all these other places. Uh, live right here. You know, God sent his son not to Venus. God sent his son to earth. That's right. In Bethlehem of Judea, specific location, huh? Geography and typography. Bethlehem of Judea, specifically. That's right. Earth. He didn't send his son to Venus, Saturn. S- stay on earth. 
<laughs> the earth is the Lord's and all its fullness, the world and those who dwell therein. Psalms 50, chapter 50, verses 10 and 11 also said, for every beast of the forest, God says, it's mine. And the cattle on a thousand hills, it's all mine, says God. Verse 11, this is staggering. I know all the birds of the mountains. You know how many birds around here? He said, I know them all. Even when a sparrow falls, I can tell you the number of feathers. I can tell you where that bird is. And I even know that bird by name. And know he fell or died. I know all the birds of the mountains and the wild beasts, the lion, the tango, the tango, the, 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 the giraffe, the elephant, uh, the snake, all of them. He says, and the wild beast of the field, they are mine. I made them. In other words, we are stewards of God's resources and are required by him who is the owner to be faithful stewards. First Corinthians chapter four, verse two says, moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Let me tell you what a steward is so you won't be confused. A steward is a person who has been entrusted with the responsibility of managing the property of someone else. Let me reiterate. A steward is a person who has been entrusted with the responsibility of managing the property of someone else. When we give God the first and best portion, we acknowledge that God owns it all. Now, the 90% belongs to God, the house, the salary, the income, the bonus, uh, the retirement check, the, uh, the Med- Medicare, Medicaid, Medi-Aid, or anything else. It all belongs to him. And we ought to put our gratitude to him on display for the privilege and blessing of managing his resources. You know, God, God created the world, created male and female, and then he put us in charge of his stuff. Isn't it amazing? Think about that. He made us. He made the world. He made us. And then he put us in charge. He didn't have to put us in charge of anything. But he put us, little us, little finite us, in charge of his stuff. But the question is, what are you doing with God's property? What are you doing with God's stuff? Hmm? Why do the saints not tithe even though God tells us to do it? Write that question down. I'm gonna give you, I could have given you a hundred of these, but we'll just do about 11 for now. Why do the saints not tithe even though God tells us to do it? Number one, rebellion. I don't tithe because I'm rebellious. You you are defiant against the commandment of God. You know what God's word says. You see it in the scripture. It's plain as day, but you're just not going to do it. It's called rebellion. Uh, Number two, anger. You know, angry people do not tithe. You get angry at the pastor for whatever reason, or angry at the leadership of the church, or perhaps anger, angry at another member who has hurt you, wronged you, or whatever. Or you get angry at the direction of the church, or you get angry at the decisions of the church. 
and you hold back God's portion as if you have that right. Do you realize in the Old Testament economy, when they gave to the Lord those uh, burnt offerings, guess what? It went up in what? Smoke. You put a goat, a sheep, a, a lamb, and they offered it up to the Lord. It went up and smoke. And guess what? They couldn't account for it. They couldn't check on it. They couldn't uh, figure it out. They couldn't say what's going on with it. They, they couldn't do none of that. It went up as an offering to the Lord. And if you can't give freely like that, then you have not released it. People don't, people don't tithe because of a lack of faith, unwillingness to trust God to provide for your needs. Ooh, if I tithe, uh, I'm not, I'm not, I I'm not going to have enough to meet my needs. Lack the faith to believe that God will take care of you. Uh, fourth, fear, fear of not having enough. Uh, if I give, my tithes, as the Lord has prescribed, then I won't have enough to meet my obligations financially at home. My friend, you you can ill afford not to tithe. Number five, I'm already struggling financially. <laughs> the widow gave all she had. Uh, number six, ignorance. I have not been taught. You have to teach your children how to give, or they, they'll be a little selfish kids. And selfish kids make selfish teenagers, selfish young adults, selfish old adults. Some folk 80 years old and still haven't learned to tie. Ignorance have not been taught. Number seven, selfishness. I've given so much to myself that I have nothing left to give God. I have nothing to give God. I come and I give him the leftovers. I give him change. But when you go sit in a, run, in a restaurant, you order your steak, you want that steak just right, medium well, uh, the salad has to be crisp, the croutons have to be right, and uh, the water and this and that, and if it's not right, you send it back. I wonder how many tithes and offering God has really rejected and sit back. Because it was insufficient before a holy and just God. You gave to him, but he gave it back. I don't want that because you're angry. I don't want that. Your attitude's bad. I don't want that because you're full of pride. You've given, but I've rejected it because you're not living holy. The word of God is clear. We must trust God with our finances because everything we have and claim as ours belongs to him. He commands us to tithe only 10%. And even though he owns it all, he blesses us to keep 90%. Give God's way and watch what happens, not only in the universal church, but also in our individual lives. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.